Father, in Jesus' name, guide this show according to your will. And Lord, invigorate, inspire. Lord, arise your people through your spirit. Lord, make them rise up and stand for truth. Lord, in these last days, we know we cannot stand, Lord, in our own flesh. And we want to pray for those that are in Afghanistan that are being persecuted and killed and the Christians that are, Lord, in danger right now of losing their heads. Lord, that their faith, not a one of them would buckle, Lord, that you would not only protect them, but you would, Lord, keep their faith strong no matter what the the trial they're going through, Lord. And help us to understand that here in the United States, we're not getting off scot-free, Lord. The trials will come uh, and they will be more intense, Lord, and we need to learn now what it means to stand and live by faith and obedience and following the commands of our God and doing his will. Lord, that only comes if we are led truly by you. So I pray tonight in the name above every name, Yeshua, Jesus, that you would bless this program to your honor and glory alone is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I've been asked... um, Sister asked me the other day, I'm sorry I haven't responded back yet, been a little busy with work, but I will respond. Uh, she heard mention we're going to start a Daniel Fast. Listen, I'm starting a Daniel Fast, my family, um, my wife and friend, um, he already actually started it this week, so I'm behind him a week. Um, my wife's going to join in on Monday, so listen, if you want to join in spirit with where you're at, I'm going to go over for a few minutes, just explain a little bit, clear up some questions about the Daniel Fast, and uh, as we're getting into the show, because it's important, you know here in the Remnant Call, we have had times of fasting, uh, we did 10 days uh, last year, I believe it was, during the... Um, uh, during the fall time, we did that from the Feast of Trumpets up to Yom Kippur uh, during the Days of Awe and had some prayer. And I tell you, folks, God, it works powerful miracles when you humble yourself and empty yourself of food. And I'm folks, I believe in the water fasting. And we talked about the special recipe we use of uh, chopped up uh, carrots and beets and celery and distilled water. And we draws out the minerals in the in the and the uh, vitamins and everything from those uh, vegetables, and we drink the water off of those, and uh, it's powerful cleanse, and I recommend everybody uh, do this. And uh, this time, though, we're going to be starting into a Daniel fast, and the basis behind the Daniel fast obviously started from uh, in Daniel chapter 10 when he sought the Lord for a 21-day uh, basically, p- basic period, uh, and he took no flesh um, during that time. He humbled himself. But the diet is really based upon Daniel back in the earlier days when he was young, when he said in Daniel chapter 1, verse 12, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables, pulses to eat, and water and drink. And so that is kind of the way we get the diet. And then to further, when I said in, in Daniel chapter 10, it says, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Daniel had a burden and needed to hear from the Lord. 
Folks, I'm telling you right now, we are living in no different of a time than Daniel. But sometimes I yeah, I understand it. Sometimes when we're not being threatened with the lion's den or we're not being threatened with the enemies attacking or we're not being threatened with a powerful vision like Daniel was having um, of what was to come and the timing of it, maybe at that moment, it doesn't seem as intense. But folks, I'm trying to tell you that it's intense. And if you knew that in three weeks from now that this country would be destroyed, I guarantee you, you would fast and pray and seek the Lord with all of your heart. There would be no doubt about it. If you knew the missiles were on their way, I guarantee you, and we're going to take, let's say that, you know, in four weeks, the missiles were going to come. I guarantee you, you would live holy the next four weeks. You would be seeking the Lord because the threat would be so high and it would be higher than your desire to do the sin. Folks, when real faith kicks in means you do these things before the threat is that high. That's why Asa sought the Lord in his ministry, even when there was times of peace, so that when all everything fell apart, he was justified because the way he walked in those times when he did not have to walk, the Lord is calling us to that. The problem is we don't see the spirit, the, what's in the spiritual world all the time with our eyes. I mean, we see it, but we really don't see it. If we could see it like Daniel when the angel came and spoke to him and told him about the battle that he was facing, if we could, if we could see the truly the invisible world for what it was, I think we would literally drop and tremble in fear if we could understand the truth and the reality of what is actually going on in this hour. So the Daniel fast is just another fast, and it's a 21-day period. We're going to be starting that this coming Monday, and, and it's real simple. There's plenty of recipes out there uh, on the Daniel fast. You want to stick with whole grains, uh, brown rice. Uh, I'll tell you, honestly, quinoa is like uh, one of the most amazing foods out there, uh, things like that. Whole wheat. We want to stay away from any leavened bread, anything like that. Beans, legumes are all good to do. Black beans, black-eyed peas, you know, great northern beans, kidney beans, lentils, peanuts, uh, pinto beans, all that stuff's great. Nuts and seeds uh, are wonderful to do. And if you didn't know, peanut is not a nut. It's a legume. And uh, so, you know, nuts are great. Vegetables, obviously. Fruits, all fruits. You want to stay organic. You want to eat whole stuff. Juicing is a wonderful thing. But let me let me just say this. Folks, fruits obviously are permissible, but stay away from much fruit. I am telling you that right now because fruit is the fruit we have today is so much more sugary than the way God designed it. I've been over in the mountains of Africa. I can tell you right now, they have oranges. I've eaten them up there. They are nowhere near on the juice level of these hybridized Florida navel oranges that are so full of sugar and spike your insulin so high. Listen, there's nothing wrong with an orange. There's nothing wrong with some of these things, but eat it in moderation. Try to stick to lower glycemic fruits like berries and strawberries and blackberries and raspberries and stuff like that that are a lower glycemic fruit to keep that insulin from spice from spiking. You should do that in general uh, anyways. God did not design us to eat this kind of fruit to high sugar all the time. God brought fruits in during harvest season and different times to give you an extra boost, but people eat way too much fruit at times and it's not healthy because of so much sugar uh, because what we're eating today is not the natural way that God intended it to grow to go I mean juicing is wonderful but you don't need tons of carrots all the time trust me too much carrot juice you'll start packing on weight uh, people have thought that carrot juice was super healthy and it is but you can start gaining weight they're like why am I gaining some weight I'm juicing all the time and but the, it's what they're juicing so try to stick to more vegetables than fruit, and it will help you and bless you. Oils are great, um, not for deep frying though, but 
any oils, such olive oil, coconut oil. Oh, folks, coconut oil is amazing um, oil for you, and the fats in it are just absolutely wonderful. Uh, grapeseed oil. I love grapeseed oil because it doesn't change the taste of things. Love grapeseed oil. And it's got a higher flash point um, than such olive oil. Actually, you can turn the good benefits of olive oil actually into um, toxic more if you if you actually scald olive oil. Um, so we want to stay, obviously, you know, I said no leavened bread, stay with unleavened stuff uh, like that. Distilled water, or, you know, regular water, filtered, distilled, sparkling. Don't just drink only distilled water unless you've got something in it. Um, you, you, something that's an argument out there, but you know, good, you need good mineral water, uh, is wonderful. And then obviously make sure those juices, like we talked about are a hundred percent organic. And so that this fast can do what's intended to do. And that's to seek the Lord. And at the time of hungering and humbling, it's it, the Daniel fast is not designed. So you're just going to be wolfing down all the fruit and all day long. It's, it's a time of, you know, to humble ourselves, hunger uh, some, and, you know, and, 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 and to pert, to take away the toxins and the chocolates and the cheeseburgers and all the stuff of this world from our, from our bodies and everything. And, you know, all the things it's interesting. I know people like to eat whatever they want to eat. God blesses it, whatever. You know what? If you look in the Bible, all the foods that God said were unclean was for a reason. You know why? Do you know why pork is unclean? Guess why? It's bad for you. Okay, you might not like to hear that, but you get cancer, they'll take you off of it right away. You're better just not to eat it. God didn't say it was unclean for any reason. He said it was unclean because it's actually toxic for the body. Anyways, that's a whole other subject. I'm just saying God knows what's best for us, and this will be a blessing to you to take this Daniel fast. It's a time of prayer. If we're going to do this, let's do it right. Daniel, what, set his you know face to pray, what, it was three times a day uh, or whatever. But take this. You need that dedicated time. Listen, there's a wonderful little uh, prayer app on the phone called Echo you can get. And you can just have it send you uh, a daily reminder at every time. So if you're busy at work, it'll just shoot you a text message, say, hey, time to pray. Stop. Go find you a place to pray and pray or an email, whatever it does. I can't remember things in the email. But just to let you know, this is time to stop. You are on this for a reason because we want to hear what the Lord wants us to do in this hour. We are living in dangerous times. Now, to round out this Daniel fast, and we'll close this portion up, we want to stay away from sugar processed sugar, molasses, even raw sugars, all that stuff. Stay away from it. No meat on the Daniel fast. You're going to need to be vegetarian, refined, no refined and processed foods, leavened bread, obviously, deep fried foods, solid, bad fats. Now, good fats, yes, like uh, avocado, wonderful. Um, Chocolate, those kind of things. Stay away from that stuff. Uh, coffee. I listen, I love coffee too. Um, and other things, alcohol, obviously no, you know, it's not, I don't, honestly, I know the Bible talks about men day one day we will do a show on understanding the biblical, um, basis of what it means for alcohol. Why did Paul say to have a little alcohol for the often infirmities? And why did Solomon say, don't look upon it? Uh, when the wine is red, when it's red, 
Why, why, why would it seem to contradict itself? You know, have a little uh, alcohol, but then, you know, the Bible forbids being a drunkard. I'm going to tell you, there is a wonderful explanation that will clear this up for you that is absolutely grounded in truth. And we'll get into that one day. The best thing you can honestly do, we don't have cisterns like they had back then that are gathering bacterias and wine a little bit in a highly diluted form would kill that. Um, but here's the thing. It's better to just stay away from it. The God is very serious to be of a sober mind in this hour. So you know what? Alcohol, let it go. You don't need it. There's no benefit for you drinking alcohol, okay? You don't have the cisterns like they had back in the biblical days where they needed to put a little bit into the water system in a four to 10 part dilution that they weren't going to get drunk and buzzed off of. You don't have that unless maybe you do somewhere. So, you know what? Let it go. If you don't, and don't tell me how it's so wonderful to drink. I don't want to hear about it. Stay a sober mind. It will bless you in this last day. I can tell you right now, the more alcohol you drink, the more you open up the door to let in all kinds of other stuff. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as holy buzzed. I don't care what you say. And so anyways, we want to be sober minded. Listen, the Bible is very clear. God wants us to be desperate for him. Matthew 5, uh, 1 through 6 says this, and he seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain and when he uh, was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they that, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are they, which, listen to this closely, do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Did you hear that? They shall be filled. God wants us to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Not simply to talk about it, not simply to want to do it, but to actually do it. And the only way you can hunger and thirst after righteousness is you must begin to get yourself into the things of God. And it's okay if you don't have the desire or if you're struggling. You can tell God about that. His shoulders are large enough to handle the truth of your lack and failures. But if you can't be honest and not put in any effort to actually seek the Lord, the Bible says specifically God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We do have a part to play on our side. We are to seek the Lord. And you can even come and say, Lord, I don't even have the strength to seek you right now, Lord. I need you to help me to seek you, Lord. I know I need to, but I'm so bound up by the world and whatever sin or distraction it might be, which distraction is also sin because if it takes you away from God, then, well, you know the truth. Then it will get you off track. You see, there is a lot of good intentions out there in the world. But you ever heard that saying that the road to hell was paved in good intentions? If your good intentions distract you from quality time with God, I don't care what you're doing. Your good intentions are worthless unless they are productive in the kingdom. You can't only just go out and seek the poor or help feed the poor. That would be great because if you just go out and help feed the poor and then spend no alone time with God, all you're doing is feeding the poor. That might be a great, wonderful, obedient thing to do, but simply obeying without actual relationship is nothing but obedience. And you can actually get blessed just from from obedience. Yes, you can get blessings, but that has nothing to do with salvation. 
nothing to do with salvation. It is about a walk with Jesus Christ. And folks, we are in an hour when God wants us to hunger and thirst after righteousness because we're going to have to stand for the truth. I got to this week at, at work. It was another, I told you about being confronted with companies that, you know, company of the week are, you know, you have to send vaccinated. Your people have to be vaccinated. I'm just like, we're not doing that. I have a few employees that do that did. That was their free choice. But nobody is going to be forced to go get a vaccine in my company. It's not going to happen. And so I had to talking with a, a president, the head of another of a, of a, of a center. It's pretty large. And, and she said, you mean you you have people that aren't vaccinated? And, and what are you doing to protect your customers? Are you going out and testing them every week? I thought, are you crazy? No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. And we're not going to do that. Folks, I'm trying to tell you that this stuff is going to impede our business. It is going to hurt us. It will harm us. But you know what? God is greater than this. He is greater than what is going to happen. And I can't change where we are in the world, but I can change my circumstances by my following Jesus Christ in this hour, our Heavenly Father in this hour, by us following Him with all of our heart and allowing Him to take and deal with the circumstances as they are. Listen, folks, our trials now are nothing like they are in Afghanistan right now. For those that are suffering and dying for the name of Jesus or for simply just being an American, they are suffering persecution or those who helped the Americans are suffering right now. Please don't forget those that are in Afghanistan that need our prayers right now. They are suffering actual tribulation. It is coming here. It is going to be that bad, if not worse, folks, one day. And we've got to be desperate for the things of God. Just like Daniel, he he had to know the truth of what God was trying to show him. And he said, you know what? I don't care about pleasing my flesh right now. I'm going to take some time to seek the Lord until he was weak in his flesh, but he became strong in the spirit because he stood for what was truth. We are living in a time of holy war. And holy war is where the people of God put their armor on, they get their weapons of warfare, and they were ready to fight. And I'm not talking about your AR-15, which I believe in guns. Don't hear me wrong. I'm talking about being deeply entrenched in the word of God and filled with the spirit and wielding the spirit of the Lord. Because I can tell you right now, you can stand for whatever you want to do. But when all hell breaks loose, you will find out the day that you are truly threatened how your faith is. And folks, I'm telling you right now, in your flesh, you will fail. But by the spirit of the living God, you can stand strong. If Peter, who spent time Time with Jesus. He was there. He saw the miracles of Jesus. He walked with Jesus and he said, Lord, I will never deny you. And in his flesh, he denied him three times. Folks, he walked with Jesus. You think we can do it in the flesh? Absolutely not. I don't care if you walk with Jesus or not. You must be connected by the spirit of the living God and walk in his actual spiritual presence, which meaning he lives in your heart and he changes us because you saw what happened after Peter was converted. Oh my, his very shadow passing by people was hailing them. Because he was walking truly in faith. We must be ready to resist the devil, to stand against the strong delusion. And the strong delusion simply comes for one reason, because they love not the truth. They love not the truth. And listen, folks, I know a lot of you have been taught from your churches and from you know whatever your tradition is, all kinds of different things. Listen, 
Folks, the truth is, I don't care what somebody else says, even a guest on the Remnant call, it doesn't matter. The truth of the Word of God will be truth above everything that a man says. All men, let them be accounted as liars, but let the Word of God be truth. That is a fact. Don't ever turn. And if you have been taught something in life and God has presented you with the truth, don't cast it down until you have tested it like a Berean against the Word, because you might find out that you are actually wrong. Listen, I have had to find out the hard way that I was taught some things growing up that were not right. But the truth of God is so liberating once I realize that I love truth more than tradition. I remember, I think I shared this story years ago on the room to call. I had called my father. We'd been taught a certain thing. He and I, generational back growing up. This is how certain thing was going to happen in the end times. And I called dad and I said, dad, I want to read you this scripture. My father now, thank God, he is very open-minded and he loves the Lord and he is not afraid of truth. And I shared with dad, I said, dad, what do you do with this scripture? And I'm not going to get into it because it's a whole topic. And he said, son, I don't know. Because it threw a monkey wrench into our theology. But that was okay, because our theology is not greater than the very Word of God. And if the very Word of God trumps your theology, let your theology go. Just because you've been taught something your whole life doesn't mean it's actually right. Because if you have not actually proven it out and tested it against the very Word of God, then how do you know that it's true? How do you actually, because it's comfortable, Listen, I've said it before. If I thought the pre-tribulation rapture was right, I would believe in it because it sounds wonderful, but I don't believe it because I know that we're going through this tribulation, but God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And the truth is that he will save us from his wrath. Listen, I'm pre-wrath. Nobody survives the wrath of God, but I'm telling you right now, the Lord will be with us through this. He will promise to never leave us nor forsake us. If I thought for a minute we were going to get out of here, why wouldn't I not embrace that theory? Why wouldn't I want to believe that? It sounds so delicious, so wonderful. I can't believe it because I read the very word of God. And when there's two in the field, two in the bed, two in the root, whatever in the house, it's the wicked that are taken and not the righteous. Go read it. It is in the days of Lot, the days of Noah. It said until the flood came and took all the wicked away, then there shall be two in the field. It tells you in the verses before where the, the who are taken and they're taken to where the eagle that great is gathered. It's a whole another sermon in that. Folks, truth is greater than fiction. And you know what? I have friends that believe, and I love them dearly, and I don't, I don't not fellowship with somebody because we necessarily disagree on something. I don't fellowship with people when they try to tell me that Jesus didn't die, you know, suffer and die and was risen again, and the thing, basic foundations of that. Then I'm going to cut fellowship. But just because we have some slight differences sometimes doesn't mean I don't love that person. I don't value that person. We are on a journey, but when you are presented with truth, and it's right there, you cannot simply just push it away. That's why we need Daniel fast. That's why we need fasting, regular uh, water fast. That's why we need these things to help empty us so that God can shine the light of what's actually true into our hearts. Because we want to follow what God wants us to do. Yeah, I'll never forget that story, Demetri Dudeman had shared about when he had came back uh, to Romania. And the the I remember the husbands of many of their friends, the, the, the people they knew, had been thrown into prison. And the wives 
and the uh, children had been taken off to a prison, some type of a prison camp, and they had went to find him, and, they, and so the men decided to do the fast of Esther. So they went on the three-day fast of Esther, and an angel of the Lord showed up and led them to these people. Now, here's the amazing thing. There were Catholics and Protestants all gathered in there. And you know what? All their theology, everything had been ripped away. They were all crying out for Jesus because they were in persecution. They had nothing there. They all wanted the Lord. And folks, I'm telling you one day that God is going to rip all this garbage out. And when we are desperate for him, we will start crying out. And he will bring his body of believers truly together in these last days. Folks, the remnant have some differences. But God will bring us into uh, actual agreement with him through these times in these last days. I'm telling you, it's going to happen, but sometimes it might not happen until the rug is pulled out from underneath of us and we are truly broken, broken for the Lord. Holy desperation. Just like when God took Joshua's army to the walls of Jericho, the walls impenetrable. God then cuts off the manna from heaven. So he sends them against a city whose walls they cannot penetrate. So then what does he do? He cuts off the bread from heaven. The manna starts, stops falling right before they go against Jericho. Then what does God do there? He has Joshua circumcise the army because they had not been circumcised out in the wilderness. So God ends up cutting off their food supply, sending them against a city whose walls they couldn't penetrate, couldn't penetrate, and then circumcise basically cripples his military, and then he sends them in there to fight them by marching around the city. Because God wanted to prove it was not by might nor by strength, but by his spirit alone, victory would be had. Even if the army was crippled and had not the manna from heaven anymore, if they had the Lord, that is all they needed because God was able to take down that impenetrable city. And folks, if we will take this time seriously with the Daniel fast and any other fasting we do, and no matter what, and get serious with God, I'm telling you, he can do the same thing today. It's the same God that was in Joshua's day is the same God today, the same God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament. It is one Lord, and he is here to take us in this last hour, but we must hear what he is speaking. And that comes through his word. It comes through prayer and fasting and listening to his voice. If you want to know the voice of God, patience is the key. Turn down the distractions, get in his word, get into his prayer, and start listening. And understand, the flesh likes to speak quickly. Tell the flesh to shut up. Listen patiently and quietly. And when God is ready to speak, not when you tell him to speak, but when God is ready to speak, he will speak on his terms. He might reveal it through his word. He might reveal it through a word of knowledge. He might reveal it directly as that still small voice. He might do it some, he, he might speak through a donkey. He can do whatever he wants to do. He chose in these last days to speak through his son. God can do it, whatever he decides it, it will be, but you must be patient. We are at war. This is a serious time we are living in, like days I cannot explain how bad it is. 
Folks, I'm here to try to provoke, try to encourage, try to plead with you. I am not preaching. I am pleading with you to seek the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your might, with all of your strength, and that the Lord in turn will reward you for diligently seeking him. It's not that you're earning it. It's he wants to know, are you actually in this thing? Are you actually in it? And you can expect the Lord, he will do something in his time. I want to say I thank you so much for those who have been praying for my cousin David. I've been talking to him. Praise God, he's coming home. He's coming home to where he belongs, with the Lord. And there's going to be more. And you know what? Guess what? He can kick a habit for 21 years that would put most people in the dirt by God's grace. You know what? What what is it that's holding you back? You wouldn't believe some of the things we did growing up. But you know what? God has been merciful. And all he's waiting for is a cry from his child, and he will come running. I want to encourage you tonight. Take this time seriously. If you want to join in the Daniel fast, join in. We're going to be on the remnant calls normal, but know every day. Take that time. Seek the Lord and know that you have other brothers and sisters that are also praying. And we're just going to get through this thing together and know that God can do this. This is the time. This is the hour. This is the moment. If it's not now, then it will be never. Because tomorrow is always too late. I always tell people, if you want to start, start now. Now, you're be like, well, Frank, you're not starting until Monday. I know. I've got it. We're going to get some supplies. I'm talking about just in general, seeking the Lord. Quit waiting. It's like people waiting to go on a diet. Well, I'll go Monday. I'll go next week. I'll go the following. No, you won't. I always say, if you want to go on a diet, go right now. Change now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it now. Start seeking the Lord today. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call, just encouraging everybody. Stick with it. God is able, and he's coming soon, and he is going to get his bride. This is Brother Frank saying good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, sounding on the mountains. Though a trumpet in Zion.